Hello and welcome to a non-episode, which doesn't really make any sense, because it's still kind of an episode. It's an episode for us. Uh, it's an episode for folks. Everybody likes Game of Thrones content. I throw a little extra out there. It's true. There's uh, approximately um, 15,000 hours of fan and critical uh, content created for every single episode of Game of Thrones. I mean, you're not. It's not even like a joke. It's like a thousand percent correct. <laughs> it's insane how much content there I, is. What I'm frightened by is how close that is. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely stupid crazy. So, as we promised, here we are to discuss uh, Season 7 of Game of Thrones. Season 7, Game of Thrones. So, as always, uh, welcome to Beyond the Red Waste. This is uh, Bob and Erica coming at you for a little, uh, I like to call them debriefs. It's something I hold near and dear to my heart that we do fairly often in this household. Um... So, where, where do you want to start? Should we start with the show overall? Or do you want to kind of, let, let's save some of the more heavy discussions for a little while, and what did you think of the season overall? I, I think this season, while I did enjoy it, it really showed um, the, the flaws Um, that it has. Yeah. And, you know, I think where a lot of the show historically has been able to hide its flaws in expanded storytelling and, you know, going into, like, the details of things, even if they weren't necessary. But that was the whole point of the show, right? It was to get into... It's like, yeah, it's not about... It's set in the fantasy realm. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily about the fantasy. It's about the political imaginations of these these royal families, right? Right. These rich assholes. Right. I mean, essentially, like, the dragons, all the magic. And that's not what the show's about. No. You know, at all. And it, it's they're just kind of pieces of the puzzle. Right. At its basis, it's about power. Right. That's the base level of kind of discussion. And yeah, I think it's... And we've talked about this a little bit on our other episodes. This is a... It's a different show now. Mm-hmm. It's a very different show now. Um, and I, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but I think you can really kind of pinpoint where it really started to go off the rails with season five. Mm-hmm. where they didn't really do anything because they were waiting. And I think they really should have made the call to, you know, kind of, okay, he's not done with these books. We know his track record with that. We need to just go. Yeah. We've got our outline, and I, th- I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. I, I think you see that in... Bob the dog is nesting, if... uh some of that's coming across in the audio. Please take your time. Take your time. Listeners, does anyone else have uh, <laughs> this this weird dog phenomenon of nesting? Oh, that's a thing that dogs do. 
It's weird. You've never seen, like, you've never had a dog that's done this? And I don't know. I've always had really big dogs. And that's just like, about... I'm lying here. Right. Like, they don't bother with that. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm lying down. That's got to be perfect. He's like, yeah, that's right. Stop staring at me. Back to Game of Thrones. Back to Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's... They have their outline. They kind of know what's coming. And there's plenty of shows. Uh, I, I think a lot in anime is kind of like between manga and animes. I mean, you can either do it one of two ways. Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, that, why you have filler episodes. Because they were mm-hmm. waiting for uh, Kira Toriyama to finish the manga so they could adapt it into the show. And granted, that gave us some... Some good stuff, but that's why that show is 250 episodes long, <laughs> which is insane. Um, and then you have something like Full Metal Alchemist, where they decided to make it into an anime. I think about I, the author or the artist wasn't done yet, and they were just kind of like, okay, we'll do our own thing then. Mm-hmm. So I think they just should have made the call, okay... This isn't coming out. We're just going to go. Because I just think a lot of the shit that you're kind of breezing through right now could have been set up in that fifth season. uh, Definitely. Like, you could have done... It could have and should have done so much more with Bran in season five. Well, and I still don't know what the fuck is it... What what does it mean to be the Three-Eyed Raven? What are you supposed to do? It's just a dude sitting up in a tree, like, north of the wall. Right. I mean, okay, we what have, were you doing? We have a much better idea of what he can do, but as far as what his purpose is, not a clue. I have no idea. And I think that that's something, especially with six episodes left. And I mean, granted, I did read that they're, they're planning on making them as long as the finale just was. But even that, you know, a lot of shit to finish. Mm-hmm. No, it's tons of stuff. And, you know, it, and if this season's any indication, I mean, it's just going to be an absolute sprint. And how many things are going to get left open in an unsatisfying way? Mm-hmm. Um, or just ignore it altogether. Or, ignored, or you're, you're breaking rules within the show. Or cutting them off in a really like unsatisfying way. Like the Golden Company? What are you doing with the Golden Company? We're bringing something else in now? Like, why? Well, and I've said, I, I did have a thought on that. With the Golden Company is... Um, one, I was surprised that the Iron Bank um, after Cersei's forces got wrecked by the dragons didn't just be like, eh, no, we changed our mind. Yeah, I thought that was a bit odd as well. Um, but also, but my I'm thinking as a way to kind of fuck with the show or and fuck with Cersei and Euron, um, you know, the Iron Bank could get word of the wall finally falling. The and... wall falling and this de- undead army. And, and they could be like, yeah, no. Thanks. We'll keep our army. Um, but then that's just kind of like, I don't know. It just It's another drop plot line then. 
Right, and I think and you're going to see just, more of that. It's just kind of like, what's the point of Euron then? Fun though he is, in his very limited time on the screen. Well, and that, that's the frustrating thing because they really talked him up, um, off you know in the run up to the show and in those first few weeks, and it's like he could be a really fun villain, mm-hmm. um, but he's not going to have the time to develop as a, as a villain, no. or you know, so it's like. All of the character development, with, you know, some exceptions, should be wrapping up now. Right. So, and I think on that, we can kind of move into chatting about some of the characters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we want to talk about the dumb bullshit with the girls first, or do we want to talk about the dumb shit with the girls first? <laughs> what a disappointing storyline well and i mean uh, we talked about this a little bit before too but you need to have and i mean maybe i'm wrong maybe there are some women in the writer's room but from the cursory glance i took at wikipedia no there's not Mm -mm. it's a bunch of dudes writing everything and i mean i don't have a sister but i know how i am with my my Girlfriends, I know how I am with my girl cousins, and that that doesn't ring true to me at all, the way Aria and Sansa were portrayed. See, from my perspective, it actually makes sense, because I always assumed that if you did have a sister, you would have murdered her at some point. It's possible that I, I did have one, and I murdered her in the womb. It is possible. And resorbed her. <laughs> um... But no, it, it's, I, I'm really d- disappointed in that storyline. And the, the only part of it that was any good was the actual scene where Littlefinger gets his comeuppance. The old fuck face. Though. The old fuck face, yeah. I don't, it was it IO9 or the AV Club or somewhere. Had a wondrous article where it was like, no, this is this is the new this is the new GIF. It's the white guy blinking. It it's got to be little finger blinking. No. Yeah. No, he he played that. And, and that moment where he realizes perfect. I am so fucked was amazing. You know. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. Okay, that means stop licking yourself. No, didn't get the memo. That's okay. You're tired. Tired from sleeping all day. It's rough. It's a rough gig. Um, but, and, and yeah, that destination was great. But, and then we heard this week, or last week, that they apparently cut a scene where Sansa does go to Bran and is like, hey, can you help me? Well, and that's in, uh, that's in complete contradiction to the other thing we heard. Which was the thing with the doors. Well, I think that might be the fan theory to kind of hand wave the awfulness. Right. and I don't know if that's an actual from the, the screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Sounds like something stupid that they would say. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, they left the doors open. It was all for Littlefinger. Okay, but then you got to show me when Arya leaves, you know... 
Sansa's room, Littlefinger kind of skulking over there and listening. Right. Like, there's language of cinema that you could be using to get that point across. Well, and we, you know, we've talked at length about how they made a really bad decision with Jamie and that scene at the Sept. Um, oh, which one? Where he rapes Cersei on the body of his dead son? Yes, that one. Um, you know, they made a bad decision there. And you could, you know, I think it was last time I talked about how I was like, you know, I'm not going to ignore it, but I'm not going to let that define the character for me, at least for the rest of the show, because otherwise it just doesn't make sense. Well, and I think it, it, it sparks an interesting discussion about how artist intent mm-hmm. doesn't matter once you put it what, out into right. the world. But It doesn't matter that you didn't think it was a, a rape scene. It read as a fucking rape scene. There's a great... It's always sunny in Philadelphia, where Charlie Day's character writes a, a, a musical, and it's totally got a rape scene in it, and he keeps yelling, "It's not a rape scene! It's totally a rape it's scene." Totally a rape scene. Um, right. Anyway, but it's off track. But it's no, that Day Man. Day Man. Woo! Fighter of I, the night. I have man. literally just seen like. Woo! And, like, Champion no. of the sun. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> Are you done? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I think I watched the first season of that show. And by all accounts, it doesn't get amazing until Danny DeVito shows up. Yeah, the first season's weird. It, it's just straight weird. Um, and then it's season two when Danny DeVito shows up. I mean, it continues to be weird. The show is just a weird fucking show. But it gets fucking hysterical. Um, and then there was like, it was like seasons two through like four or five that were really good. And then it kind of trailed off. I heard it's good again. I haven't watched in a while, but I have been sent the implication clip multiple times. The implication. So, uh, no, but so what I was getting at was, you know, in that Jamie scene, you know, that's an isolated fuck up. Um, I think to the, for the character. Ar- oh, for the character. Right. For the character. What they did with Sansa and Arya, the season extended over three, four episodes. And so you can't say, we read this one scene wrong. No, and I think it, this is why I don't have faith in these guys to do a, a show like Confederate. Is I don't think they do nuance all that well no in some instances yes but when it comes to certain characters no they just don't know how to handle it right you know and they just so botched Sansa and Arya and well and I liked when they first met back up in the crypts Mm -hmm. I liked when Arya came to Winterfell I liked that. I thought those were good scenes. I thought the one in the crypt was really good because it is that awkward, like, we haven't seen each other in, like, four or five years. You know, shit's weird. We've been through a lot of crap, you know, and to have it... it, it there's a reason for it to be tense, but... Yeah, it just... It felt very manufactured. 
Like, we need a reason. We need Arya to be a completely different character than she was the season before. Mm-hmm. I was talking about this with um, Sheila over the weekend. Just that, you know, the whole... Or maybe not this weekend, but we've spoken about this in the past. The whole point of Arya's arc last season was she wanted to remain a Stark. She didn't want to become no one. And I guess you can kind of tie that in with, like, well, Sansa would... How could Sansa betray the family? But it was like, if you took even, like... Like, Arya's been through some shit. She she knows everything isn't just black and white. That there are shades of gray in any situation. So the fact that she would just be like, Oh no, clearly Sansa just fucking hates the family. Because mm-hmm. what annoys me the most about people shitting all over Sansa is like... And I don't know if this is because the show aged her up. But she's a she's a kid. Right. She's like 11 or 12 in the books, isn't she? Something like that. She's yeah. young. She's a young and she's a moron because when every 11-year-old girl was 10, 11, or 12, you're a moron. Can you say that like John Oliver? I don't do a good British accent. <laughs> I sound more Australian, I'm told. You're, you're right, and... I've had my problems with Sansa, and I think it may be, like you said, that she that she has aged up in the show. Well, what annoys but, me, you can have you can have problems with stuff that she's done. I don't I don't take issue with that. It's when people just completely dismiss the character, and oh well, she's just a dumb bitch. And it's like, well, I think my biggest problem with Sansa, um, is that you know, when she was at, you know, that last scene in the Eyrie. Where she comes down in that black dress and you can see she's... Queen bitch of the universe. Right. It's happening. Right. And then they just... Right back the other way. Well, it's like they don't know what to do with... They didn't know what to do with the character. No. And that's a symptom of not having any fucking women in the writer's room. And I don't know if there were women in the writer's room for what... What was that? Season four-ish? Yeah, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that would be after the red wedding. Right was, after that, yeah. you were like, "Okay, Sansa's gonna take control here. Master manipulator gonna, Sansa, let's do this. Right, she's gonna start working Littlefinger. She's been through some shit. Well, and that I think was what was most frustrating because she's, especially this season, because you see her really kind of coming into her own as the Lady of Winterfell or whatever. Right, and, and she's good at it. Right, but then for them to be like, "Oh, well, she's too stupid to realize." All that's going on until Littlefinger does that let's play a little game or I like to play a little game thing. Because I think the argument was she was putting it all together in that scene. And I was like, no, she's been saying the last, like, however many seasons, like, you can't trust Littlefinger as far as you can fucking throw him. Right. So why would she start fucking trusting him again? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. Nope. Doesn't make any sense. At all, and they it they seemingly did it all just to try to have this big surprise in this last episode, and it's like one, it wasn't a surprise. No, I think at all most people I know were calling Littlefinger. Littlefinger's gone, and you can't even say anymore. Well, you know, oh well, we're book snobs. We've read it. No, we didn't, because we're ahead of the books. Right. So, no, and I think it's just you're at a point where for Sansa's character, character to move forward, 
Littlefinger had to go. Mm-hmm. And there really just wasn't any use for him anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have like any sense of concept of storytelling, you knew. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. Um, In some instances, there is. But then, you know, sometimes it's fine for the most predictable thing to happen. I say that in regards to wrestling a lot, where the actual, you know, what was supposed to happen would get out, Vince would go ballistic, and then they'd swerve when they should have zigged, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, but that doesn't make any sense now. And I understand that you want to have, like, a surprising moment, but I would rather have a satisfying moment Mm -hmm. rather than a surprising moment. Any day of the fucking week. I agree. So, I mean... And and you gotta... Like, to do a really good, satisfying twist is so goddamn hard. Yes. It really is. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna do it, you have to do it right. Because right. otherwise, this is what happens. You get this... Where you fuck up along the way, the too many contradictions. Go back to that first time you watched The Sixth Sense. Like, like holy fuck! Shit. Right? What the fuck? And then you go back, and you know, you go back and you watch it, and then you're looking for all the clues that well, he left you. Well, because it's the fun of a twist, right? Right. To be like, okay, well, this was just bullshit because they couldn't figure out an ending, or no, they actually have throughout the movie or the episode or the series you can see oh there there that little shit that they kind of the right. breadcrumbs they left for you right if you go back and watch this for that you're just gonna get angry right exactly. you know because there's nothing sitting there suggesting anything else or no. that this is what's gonna happen and like you said they dropped that scene with bran that would have explained it i still wouldn't have liked it very much I don't even think you needed that scene, though, Bob. It would have explained it, and that would have been fine. All you had to do was you had that... We we had Littlefinger outside when Arya went into his bedroom, and I guess you could make the argument that that was, like, part of the plan, too. But you needed to have some sort of... I I don't know. Like, you know when... um, I want to say it was uh, late season six... Where uh, Marjorie uh, sent Queen of Thorns back to Highgarden. Mm-hmm. And she gives her the little scrap of paper with the rose on it. Right. Something like that. Something. Yeah. You can do things that they were just so hung up on. It. They wanted, they didn't want you to expect it. And it's like, well, no. Well, no, just the idea that, okay, you know, me and my brother didn't really get to be like friendly and like. Tight until we got older. And I think that's the case with a lot of siblings. It's like, yeah, whatever, my fucking little... Little sister, yeah, she's a pain in the fucking ass. But... I I don't know. They just played it up to such a degree that both of the characters came across as morons to me. Exactly. And it's like, they're not morons. No. You don't understand your own fucking characters. Well, that's what's so frustrating, right? I you know it's funny like I know a lot of people who you know because sometimes you think okay we watch this together you know we live together maybe we're just echoing our own ideas and creating 
But, I mean, even talking with a lot of people outside of here, you know, at work and other places, everyone's kind of feeling the same way. You know, it's not isolated. No. No, and it is just fundamentally a different show now. And, yeah, like I said earlier, I think you can pinpoint it all going back to season five. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Well... Hopefully they're better next season. Well, I mean, I think there's going to be maybe a little more leeway given next season because it's it's the end and it's what people have been waiting for. I mean, the Game of Thrones book started in like the mid-90s. So you've been waiting for this catharsis and this this ending for over 20 years now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you can't blame people for 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 sticking it out. Well, and, and you got to, I think that's an important point because, you know, I, I think sometimes you hear them say, well, you know, you guys are just, you're thinking too much about it and, you know, just enjoy the show, whatever. No, you know what? No, no. No. You're thinking too much about it. Fuck you. Because this was, you, you had to. You trained your viewers to do that the first few seasons of this show. Because mm-hmm. you come in with like all of these machinations from all all different corners of the kingdom. You're killing off like honorable main beloved characters. You're training people to like check like oh no, we got to look a little deeper into this. We got to like and you have something that's being adapted from such dense material. That of course people are going to be like, oh yeah, there's ice dragons beneath like Winterfell or there's like such and such beneath whatever. And, you know, because there's such a rich history. So. Also, we live in the age of the internet. Yes. So you have this hive mind out there just churning and being terrible and just coming up with theories and to, to say that. One, I don't like when people say, just shut off your brain and shut up and enjoy it and enjoy it. Like, no, fuck you. Like, I like to think about the entertainment that I watch. With exceptions. See, fast and furious. Let's have an internal logic, though. And The Rock and Jason Statham. So, I, I did read something interesting this week. Um... That I think is worth bringing up. Um, You know, earlier in the show, you know, they really... One of the other problems that um, people have had this season hasn't bothered me as much, but it's bothered people enough to set their texts to me about it. Um, Plot armor. Specifically on one Jon Snow. Yeah... And, you know, earlier in the show, they really kind of laid it out like, no, anyone could die at any moment. And if you go back and you look at it, not as many POV characters or, or you know, otherwise major characters really do die throughout the show. I but, think, though, it's because the Starks are presented as your kind of like... Kind of heroes, I think you could say them, Dinklage, and maybe Danny. 
But you're introduced to the Starks first, and that's who you're kind of... Right. You're rooting for. And their house is just decimated. Right? Yeah. But, you know, and, and at that point... Like, so you're, you're kind of built up with this expectation that anyone can die at any moment. And then you get to this season, and... You haven't seen any... There wasn't the any major... The only major death was Littlefinger. Right. And so, so there's been no major protagonist deaths. Right. You know. Um, and I kind of get why that is. You're at a point in the show where, you know, you can't get rid of everyone. But it does co- contrast very strongly with the beginning of the show. Well, it's also odd that you have... This crew of folks go out north of the wall. And you can do the plot calculus and be like, okay, it's Badric, which I do know I'm saying wrong, and I'm doing it now, only out of spite. And Thoros of Mir. Mm-hmm. Or Mir, whatever the fuck. Don't care. So you do that plot calculus, and it's like, okay, one or both of them is dead. Right. Okay, Thoros is dead. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. But then, I didn't need to see Benjamin Stark again. Nope. I was absolutely fine with him dropping Bran off at the wall. I mean, it, it maybe even bring him back next season. Because the wall is down. Now he can come down and like, no, I'm going to fight with you guys. There was no reason to bring him back. Yep. John could have just gotten on that dragon. And they could have left. Mm-hmm. But to... <laughs> I mean, and you could have severely injured him. And still had that same scene on the boat with Danny. Yeah. But for you to go to the lengths of... They're in the north. They've fallen in the water. And I know not everybody has watched the Top Gear Antarctic special. <laughs> or North Pole special. But if that happens... You are so dead. Oh, we should watch that later. We should. That's glorious. But you are so dead. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's one of those things that by itself doesn't bother me that much. Um, no, I mean, I think we're at the point in the story where I'm just kind of like... I mean, uh, we were calling at the beginning of the season, there's no way Cersei survives. Right. But... You know, and then in that final episode where it's her and Jamie kind of talking and he's like, I'm going to fucking leave. Fuck this. And she has uh, the mountain draw a sword. I was like, oh, fuck, they're going to kill Jamie. But nope. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And as much as I love Tormund, I mean, like, what, what are we keeping Tormund alive for? Right. They, and, well, and that was weird too. And I love, I love torment. Like I will mourn when he passes, but it's just, it's odd, especially on this show, like you said. Well, and it's that one was really frustrating because they should have either showed that they survived or showed that they died. See, but I think that's also an instance of them thinking that they did show that they survived because they're still on top of the wall. Right. And they kind of fell back from where it was collapsing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're going to have two named characters up at the wall just die off screen. 
that we've spent that much. I mean, Badrick, sure. Not Tormund. So here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're not going to have a way down. So they're going to have to walk across the top of the wall. To get back to... To Castle Black. I think that's a possibility. Yeah. One thing that did annoy me, though, in this uh, in that last little scene, was Tormund being uh, like, oh, you know, I never get used to the height. And it's like, you, you they t- said that you climbed this thing. <laughs> like, a lot. And now the height bothers you? Shut up. Follow your own eternal logic, fucking show. No. Shit drives me crazy. Nope. Um, how about, um, what, what are your thoughts on the lack of any sort of laws of time and space? That doesn't bother me as much as it bothers some other people. I think that some of the best moments of the show, though, have come from folks just traveling around. Like, think of when the Hound and Aria were together. And all of those delightful moments on the road we got with them. <laughs> or even Brienne and Jamie with them on the road and that whole relationship developing. It's just like we're missing out on the meat, the good meat and potatoes that made this show great. Mm-hmm. You know, and I understand there's nothing we can really do about it now. But I mean, it's it's slightly annoying, but it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers a lot of people, I think. It's, it annoys me on that level of, it's just so ridiculous. And, you know, it gets, it's gotten to a point where it's like, come on. Um, I mean, more now, it's funny to me yeah. than anything. Well, and here's a thought for Because you're like, oh, we have to get the Dragonstone. Oh, they're there. Okay, cool. How many people do you think are going to watch season seven? Just because they want to know what happens, not necessarily because they enjoy what the show has become. I think it's going to be the a lot of people. I mean, you've watched a show for six seasons. You've invested a lot of time in it. If you're a book reader, you want to see how it's going to fucking end. I, I think there's a lot of folks. Because anyone who's... I've, I've gotten the texts already. I don't know that I'm going to watch next season. It's like, bullshit, you're going to watch. That's bullshit, of course you're watching but I understand is that who I sem- think it is? Yes, it's yeah. exactly who you think it is. <laughs> Dagger butt. Um, oh, I didn't think it was him. Oh. Who did you- I thought it was Alex. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, Dagger butt. Dagger butt. Um, no. So, but, it, you know, it's like, you're going to watch it, but it... I don't see how you don't watch it. No. I think... I think, though, you know, the HBO is going to be looking at it and saying, oh, shit, people are, people are loving it. You know, this episode had the highest ratings of, like, ever for the show. And, well, that may be true, but what's the groundwork you're laying for fu- for the future? You know, if you're doing, if, if, you know, I don't know what the percentages are, clearly. I haven't surveyed it. But if people... If there's enough of a uh, of a grumbling around that, uh, I don't know, you know, how many people are going to sit and watch their next series? Who's going to sit and watch 
you know, a Game of Thrones spinoff. If I may, as a lapsed wrestling fan, you always come crawling back. I mean, you'll get a good chunk of the crowd. But if you don't, I think if you you need to stick the landing with season eight. I think the the case the what, part of it also is, you know, Monday morning at work. I mean, I don't talk to people I work with, so I you know whatever. But what do you talk about when Game of Thrones was on the night before? You talk about Game of Thrones, and it's such a pop culture kind of juggernaut that I think people feel left out. You know, so if it's another show that becomes that, people are going to watch just so that they, they can talk about it. That's true. And be part of the conversation. It's true. I just don't know that that happens. Uh, think about, uh, you know, another, uh, another series that the original series was that pop culture juggernaut. Um, but the follow-up spinoff series has done well. But certainly is not what the first was. And I'm talking about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I think Better Call Saul is very popular. I'm not saying it's not very popular. You just don't watch it. But people don't talk about it. I never hear anyone at work talk about Better Call Saul. Only because they know you don't watch it. People used to always talk about Breaking Bad. What the fuck is that? Don't be knocking me. No, but, no, come no on. but there are certain things that are like, oh, fuck, you know, like, captures the the imagination of the populace and everybody just has to talk about it, but. Someone actually did bring up in a meeting we had today that uh, she had not watched any Game of Thrones, and so she's just kind of completely out of it, and she's like, all I hear are people talking about White Walkers and stuff. Just tell her it's a metaphor for climate change. <laughs> I don't know. I I think I think I there's think a lot a, of pressure I on HBO. I think it's a valid point. I do think it's a valid point, but they usually manage to to pull it off. And you already have Westworld going, so. Well, we need season two of that. 2018, sometime. Damn it, HBO. Produce your shows faster. So, do we want to kind of talk predictions? Are we too far out to even, like... Uh, no, I think there's a couple of things. Uh, well, I think this is the perfect time to talk predictions. Mm-hmm. Before we start getting set pictures and stuff that will color our opinions. Um, because that's going to happen. It's just going to happen. But you're not wrong. <laughs> Um, I still think the baby does not survive. I agree. Um, I, I was actually kind of shocked that there wasn't a miscarriage uh, in that last episode. Um, dangerous game you're playing there. Um, I don't see any way in which Cersei gets out of this alive. No. I think she definitely has to die. Um... I do kind of love this idea that's been floating around that she becomes the Night's Queen. The Night's Queen. I mean, I'm down with that. I'm into it. That would just be perfect. It really would be. It would be glorious. 
But the only thing with that is... I mean, do the White Walkers just completely just like, oh yeah, Winterfell, whatever, and just go marching right south? That's a possibility. I mean, I guess. Uh, because, uh, so we know, where are they now? They're at Eastwatch. Right? They were heading up there, right? Well, they were at Eastwatch at the end. This oh, the White, Watcher, White Walkers. Right. The White Walkers are there. Right. Um, you know, I guess they just go along the coast. They could follow the coast. Um, you know, it really depends on what... The, I mean, of, of course, according to time and space logic, um, they'll get like 50 feet all of next season. Um, but... No, they could go along the coast. They could go the king, you know, cut over to the King's Road. Is it Winterfell on the King's Road? Winterfell is on the King's Road, and then go down. <coughs> um, so there's options because this army is huge, mm-hmm. but it's not so huge that they can just be everywhere simultaneously. Right. You know, I mean, that's the threat: is that as they as they conquer, they're raising even more and more of an army and. Right then it would get to be like that. But, uh, you know, so the actual strategy will be interesting to see how it plays out. And I think we see that, you know, even in the first episode next season, um, because they need to try and, you know, predict where they're going to go. And this is not a conventional foe. This isn't someone who you can just apply military logic to right so um but i do think that is going to be one of the major reasons that jamie will ultimately be spared next season because they need a really strong military mind Mm -hmm. well and that's the thing right jamie's barreling up north Mm -hmm. where i mean everybody knows he tossed uh bran out the window at this point i think Right. Mm-hmm. So, I know we've talked about this on Gchat, mm-hmm. but for the benefit of our listeners, mm-hmm. my theory on uh, next season, uh, which is Jamie's going to get to Winterfell. They're all going to want to murder the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to you're going to be mocking him, calling him Kingslayer, whatever, and he's going to he's going to break down and just be. Like, you know, I did this to I did that to save King's Landing, whatever. Bran's gonna go back. He's gonna see that that's true, but in doing so, he's gonna go back too far, and, and like, he's gonna drive the the Mad King mad. Which will also be needed to add legitimacy to John as the rightful heir. Because if you've dethroned a king who was driven mad by, you know, external forces versus the thought that, oh, no, the whole family's crazy. We can't have them on the throne again. So. I don't know that anybody sits on the Iron Throne at the end, though, Bob. I don't either. I do kind of agree with your view that um, there's going to be the seven kingdoms. I think it gets all split up again. And I don't know that Danny hangs around. I think Danny might even just be like. Oh, I do think. No, I know. I know. So fucking stupid. Or. (laughs) 
I mean, they've said that they have one last big, like, surprise left, and I'm pretty sure that's probably Danny dying. Which would just annoy the fucking shit out of me. But it is... If they do it, the Azora Highway... I'll be mad. I'll be legitimately angry. It would uh, and, and for the folks who don't necessarily know what that that means, uh, the uh, hero that um, he stopped the long night, didn't he? Um, no, that's I, I, I might be getting my uh, no, I think you're my right. Myths crossed. Anyway, uh, he to forge his sword, Lightbringer. He uh, had to temper it by stabbing his wife in the fucking chest, and yeah. And pulled it out and it set a fire. And... So. What if he did it to Melisandre, though? But the whole point was Azor Ahai did it to his wife. Yeah. It'd be someone you love. Yeah. John Stone is not, does not like Melisandre. Mm. Well, we do expect to see her back. Oh, yeah. No, I think she'll be die. back. She'll uh, probably hella die, right. But what annoys me, though, is you've, again, you've built up this, for lack of better term, strong female character. And then what her whole point is to be like a fucking, like, let me stab you. Okay, cool. Now let me go run and save the world. I'm Jon Snow. Her to der. And that's, it's a real, it's a real shitty thing because, uh, you know, that's probably something that has been planned out since the early 90s um, as kind of his rough sketch of what was going to happen in the end. If that is what he wanted. I will argue, though, even if he did think of it in the 90s, it's still a tired fucking trope in the 90s, too. Um... You're not wrong. I'm usually not. What... what, One of the things shows like this fall, and, you know, Vikings falls back on this, is this concept of, uh, you know, oh, well, that's just how things were. And you know what bothers the fuck out of me about that? It's a fantasy show. You could literally write the rules however you want. It's not a fantasy show. Vikings wasn't a fantasy a fantasy show. You're writing this. You you are creating this. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. What annoyed me about Vikings, if we can take a little sojourn here, because I did watch the first season, and I really dug it. I thought it was a great show. What annoyed me, though, is that every fucking episode, there is some instance of sexual assault. And it's like, okay, I get it. That was the times. But you don't need to keep beating people over the head with it. Mm-hmm. I got it. You know? Right. It's just such a tired, like... It's just such a tired trope. You know? Yeah. The fridging of women, the, you know, sexual assault as a as a motivator. It, it's annoying. Here, I, like, I used the example uh, earlier, I think, this season. Uh, Furiosa. Mm-hmm. Like, you know she's seen some shit. She's gone through some crap. I didn't hear about it. I can tell this is a horrifically oppressive, like, world. I don't need to actually see the act. And we never do. It's all implied. And that's that's enough. 
That's enough. Mm-hmm. But of course they did a prequel series where they make it explicitly clear, like, all this horrible shit happened to her. Because we can't just leave well enough alone. Because this world exists to make me go crazy. <laughs> um, I just think that'd be a really shitty way to off Daenerys. But I don't, like I said, I don't think she sits on the throne. No. I, I don't I don't know. I, I legitimately am not sure what you do with it. Aside from killing her. Or maybe she goes back to Essos. Because she's kind of like, this place fucking sucks. Deuces. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I, I just don't think that, you know, Westeros would ever accept her. And yeah, she can beat you into submission. Um, because she's got the dragons. I also, but, but with like the small folk, the small folk don't care. I got food, I got a job, I can feed my family, I got water. I don't care. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want some dragon? Yeah, fine. Don't give a shit. You know? So, I just think that the whole, well, one of the major points is just the shaking up of the, the current, that old status quo. So, I don't know. We'll see. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as we get, I mean, we got a tease of Clegane Bowl. But there's a dream of it out there, Bob. The dream of Clegane Bowl. So now I really know how you fucking do it. Unless, yeah, King's Landing gets, like, assimilated into the, the fucking zombie army and that's how it's done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, that one's going to be tricky. Because uh... here's the thing. You teased it now. You called it out. You teased it. The check is written. You gotta catch that check. I don't write the rules, but I just live by them. Sometimes you do, though. No, I don't. Live by them. Mm-hmm. Who wrote the rules? Mm-hmm. Why not? Woman's gotta have a code, Bob. <laughs> um. I don't know what what. I was going to ask, who do you think ultimately, like, sits or ends up ruler, but I don't, I don't know that we get any of that. If, if there is, if someone does sit on the Iron Throne and it's not Jon Snow, um, they're going to have to, they're going to have to, to work to convince me. (laughs) Um, because I can see the, the Seven Kingdoms, um, Breaking up again uh, before anyone other than Jon Snow sitting on the Iron Throne mm-hmm. at this point. Not Lyanna Mormon? That would be badass. You rule the shit out of those seven kingdoms. <laughs> uh, I do think um, something is going to happen um, to Danny on their... Um, as they're going from White Harbor to Winterfell. Because mm-hmm. uh, they called it out. Because they called it out. Um, and, you know, I, I was talking about that with someone else. And they're like, oh, well, that was just, you know, a filler scene to get them on the same boat. I, I think we'll know if if something's going to happen 
and this is a dumb thing to say because of course it would because they'd show the scene but if they're like oh yeah we're gonna if they actually end up showing us that journey then something's gonna happen there's no way something isn't gonna happen mm-hmm. unless that's where they run into the that's where the army runs into them well and to this point you know the white walkers and the white army oh that would be a really stupid way for danny to die if she gets killed by the White Walkers in, like, that attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be really stupid. But, but then they've But then John shown... gets back to Winterfell and Bran can be like, yo, you fucked your aunt. I'm like... Fucked your aunt and your king! What? Confetti! Hooray! <laughs> but we have also showed that John's cool with the dragons. Tyrion's cool with the dragons. There's your two dragon riders. That would be an interesting twist. Um, that would be dumb. That would be dumb and it would make me angry. But, whatever. I don't know. I think it could work. I don't like Danny. I've never liked him. I don't understand that. I think Danny's first season was probably the best of most of the characters. They kind of <laughs> stopped having shit for her to do after that. Um, and the Marine stuff was a little boring, with exceptions. But, yeah, I've always had a... And some of the shit that she did in uh, season six, when she killed the, the cows, and that was rad. I'm not saying she hasn't had rad moments. Um, I like Danny. I don't like Danny. I, on the whole, I, you know, I don't terribly much care for her. Um, and I don't think she's she's really a good ruler. I think she's, you know, and they've said this early on, she's a conqueror. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. She's a good conqueror. Well, I mean, that's why you surround yourself with people who kind of temper those worst impulses, which is why she made Tyrion in her hand. Right. So. So I don't know. I But I don't think Danny makes it. Well, I also think that these guys are so fucking literal that we might actually see, like, the the King's Landing get destroyed by the Ice Dragon. That... There's still that vision. Well, yeah, and that's what I was, um, I was kind of getting there before it was like, you know, up until this point, the White Walkers, the White's Army, you know, um, evidently water bests them, um... Oh, oh. You know, they were blocked by the wall. Well, now they've got... Water besting them doesn't make any sense, though, because then how did they get down to that fucking dragon? Exactly. (laughs) Maybe the White Walkers can go on water, but the Whites... Here's the other thing. I don't know. Here's, here's, I think, is the biggest thing. What is the Night's King's... What is his motivation? No one knows. What does he want? Is he aware of King's Landing? Like, I've heard some people say, like, oh, he was made by the children of the forest. And it was like, I don't think that guy was the Night's King. I thought that's what... Is it? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. He was... Because in the books, it's, it's a different totally in the books. different thing. It's different in the books, right. but I believe in show canon is that... I'd have to go back and watch him. that again, because... Yeah. Because um, then that was... 
thousands of years ago. And he wouldn't really know what... I, I don't know, it's just you have a villain without motivation, and that's boring. Yes, I agree. By now we should know more about the motivation. Because, you know, it was... And I think part of the problem with the show is, you know, the White Walkers have just been this kind of lingering threat in the background for six fucking seasons. And then well, and the one, suddenly, boom. The one thing that uh, he's good at in the books is he's good at, like, sprinkling in that backstory. Mm-hmm. You know, and kind of throwing it out there and kind of giving you some information about it. And, you know, just kind of, here, here's, here's a little bit mm-hmm. and here's a little more. And just kind of giving you those those little those little crumbs kind of keep you interested, but right, I, yeah, I think just having a villain without any motivation is boring as shit. Bob the dog agrees. How long have we been going for? About an hour. Okay, should we call it then? Yeah, I don't think there's terribly too much left to talk about. Not uh, much. No. I mean, we could sit here and put our live and die counts up uh, but well, i think let's we can still maybe well, what i would really like to do is kind of do some character sort of deeper dives in the of the characters throughout the the show i think it'd be interesting to even start a rewatch because we do have we have some time we do have some time it's gonna be a while yes. i'm hoping next year but mm, i don't know about that it's gonna drive me nuts um, I know HBO won't mind because they'll have Westworld next year and then Game of Thrones the year after. Right, right. But and I mean they've got other shows. It's not like that's like the only two. And John Oliver. Bob's been mainlining John Oliver the last few days. It's been impressive. But um, so yeah, like we said, we will still be. Uh, we're gonna try and keep this channel active during the hiatus. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to go dead like last year. Um, we probably won't do every week. Maybe every other week. I think will be a little, little easier. You know, with the lack of content coming out. I don't know if you would agree with that. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard to talk about <laughs> Game of Thrones every week, between now and then. Right. Right, so maybe every other week, every like month or so, but we will. This channel will be active. We will have stuff coming out here. Uh, we've got a couple other ideas coming down the pike, so we'll uh, let you know that. Follow us on Twitter at Team Puma Knife. We've got uh, after the movie, which we do have another episode uh, in mind for. We will be uh, kind of moving back over there and get a little more active with that. That's been kind of hard to do with Game of Thrones going on. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Improvised Weapons, which I believe had its 10th episode released recently. Mm-hmm. So they're rocking and rolling over there. And like I said, we've got a couple other uh, ideas for stuff in the hopper. So so fun stuff coming up over at uh, Team Puma Knife. So, Team Puma Knife. Like I said, follow us on Twitter at Team Puma Knife. You can follow me at Lady Near the Lake, Bob. At the New Time Lord. And, um, yeah. Uh, again... You know, it's it's kind of crazy that we do literally have dozens of people listening to this podcast. Bob the dog agrees. He's getting a little crazy over here. Uh, we want to thank you guys for, you know, sticking it out with us, listening. Hopefully, you know, I've had some laughs. Enjoy the discussions. Uh, hope you enjoyed as much as we uh, enjoyed doing it. So, um, thank you. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And we will talk to you next time. 
Bye. This has been a Puma Knife production. Wow, wow, wow.